So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reet and Entertainment Podcast, episode 18 for August 30th, 2015 uh, my guest this week is Sean and Maury Illingworth. Hey, Reeton, how's it going? It's all right. And of course, I'm Nathan Reeton Spruth. Uh, we've got some interesting stories for you here today. Uh, we'll, we'll save the most interesting one for last, just cause, and the funniest, too. But uh, I'm going to start off with, uh, so what games have you been playing? Actually, I know what games you have been playing, but... You know. Oh, um, that's actually a good question. I've been... Uh... Despite the fact that I've been busy working and I just moved this weekend, I've been keeping up. Uh, I switched gears. I've been playing Knights of the Old Republic 2 uh, since it got its last update. I've been trying to get back on that. And I just downloaded the Mega Man Legacy Collection, and it's kicking my ass. You know, uh, I'm only really good at number one and two, yeah. and I'm not even that good at one. Yeah, the uh, I, I tweeted about this, but the thing about Mega Man that... I noticed before um I, i've seen streams of people playing it i've watched friends play it and it's always looked so easy but when when i actually get behind the wheel and play it i'm not sure if i'm just rusty but i just get murdered just just because the the platforming in that game is really tight it is it's very yeah. tight it's, it's very good it's, yes it's not bad in any way but you know i i've kind of done the same thing uh you know, I grew up with platformers, so I'm okay with like Mario and Mega Man and stuff like that. Like I can, I can meander my way through. But yeah. I never really got the chance to go to arcades and anything when I was a kid. So when I do go to arcades now, or I I go play retro games like you know Pac Man or Dig Dug or anything like that, I'm fucking awful at them. Yeah, I'm same terrible. thing here. So, um, you know, it's funny handing a kid, you know nowadays like a teenager or someone younger than that hand them like a Mega Man game they have no idea what to do well it's all uh, just just do what i was told all i gotta do is jump and shoot that's, that's all I gotta it do. that's that's all you have to do in Mega all, Man. You, all you have to do in Mega Man is jump and shoot that's it it's no problem um, you know i do i i was listening to it or i was reading about it but Mega Man one in that game uh in the Mega Man collection actually did you know the original Mega Man has a glitch where if you use the lightning attack and you pa keep just rapidly pausing and unpausing, it will count as multiple hits. I know that. Yeah, uh, it's very effective against the uh, the Guardian, one of the Dr. Wily's Guardians is that big, uh, I forget what it's called. It's the guy with the orange eye at the top. or Yeah, that guy. Yeah, um, Bouncy eyeball, eyeball man, yes. Yeah, yeah. I you know, I, uh, yeah, if, I died to him while I was on Cut Man. So yeah, what th you do, that's as far as I got. Yeah, what you do is you get the lightning attack first, and then you have to hit him in the eye. So you shoot the lightning, and then you pause and unpause a bunch, and it will take down a bunch of his life. So you only have to dodge him like twice instead of fourteen times. Yeah, I do know that. <laughs> I saw that he had a shitload of health. I was just wailing on him, and nothing seemed to be happening. Yeah, you have to jump up and shoot him in the eye, and then... I one, figured, the, yeah. The problem is, once you hit him, he starts... Change, he goes to the other side. 
so like all of his pieces fly off to the other side. Unless we're talking about somebody else. I I was I was talking about the bouncy guy. I mean, I I don't, I don't know how best to. <laughs> it's just this is like the first time I've played. Like oh, you're thinking uh, Crash Man. I no, I I didn't even get to a boss. It was the dude right outside of Cutman's door. Oh, are, you're talking about the guy in the um, uh, like he's in a green one. Is that it? I don't, dude. I'm bad at Mega Man. I have no idea. <laughs> well, well, whatever. Well, <laughs> there's That's... a there's a guy. This you don't fight this guy for a while. So yeah. This guy is on Dr. Wily's stage. I'm just saying, he bounces up and down, he, I shoot him in the eye, nothing happens, and he eats me for breakfast, so I've got some work to do on that. Uh, I think with that guy, you can literally just run under him and go go into Cutman's stage. Yeah. So, that's usually what I do with that guy. Anyway, um, how's KOTOR? I know they did some, some updates on Knights of the Old Republic, too. It's good. Um... The uh, the mods that people have been introducing aren't ones that I've seen before. They're they're ones that e- improve the graphics even more, which I do, I do appreciate because uh, Kotor by itself before looked kind of you know basic, and and then they upgraded it just in the Steam update, and now there's like mods for improving things like star fields and brushed graphics and all that. So it doesn't make it look like it's a 15 year old game. Uh no it 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 makes it look like it's like a ten year old game. Really. Oh oh good. I think it. I'm trying to think when that game was released. I think it's like thirteen years old. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's a good game though. I played both of them. Uh, there are content packs too, mods to unlock the hidden the cut content. Yeah, the uh, restored content mod. That was like the first thing that popped up, and it's probably the highest rated mod on the Steam Workshop right now. Yeah, so if you guys don't know, Knights of the Old Republic was 2, the one that he's playing. It's obviously a sequel to Knights of the Old Republic 1. And number 2 was created in a year. So they kind of had to cut a bunch of stuff that was in there. Yeah. And uh, But a lot of it's still on the disc. It's just, it was buggy. And so what a bunch of people did was they cleared off the bugs and then released a mod for it that opened up that content so you kind of get a little bit more of a deeper storyline um than you would at the original stuff speaking of which um i've been playing the old republic ah uh, yes tortanic how is it right uh, now you know i like it the the problem i'm having with it is i don't have any real friends that play it um the only person on my server i know is darth giblet you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and you're playing on a uh, Jedi Covenant, right? Yeah, I think I, I'm. I'm uh, my characters are, are all on Balmora or whatever that that server is called. Yeah, um, I'm playing on Jedi Covenant because that's the server that uh, Darth Giblet was on. I transferred my character there about a year ago, and then I stopped playing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so as I, you do, yeah. for a tour. Oh yeah, and so I restarted, and you know I'm having some fun with it. I just need to get a group going that will actually, you know, do flashpoints and stuff with me rather than, you know, my terrible group of friends like Ricky, who doesn't play video games with his friends. Mm. Uh, or he will. Uh, he'll play a game and he'll play it once and then the next day be like, no, I'm not interested in playing anymore. <laughs> I will stab you. 
Yeah. I, I literally I bought him a game. I bought him Killing Floor 2. Because he's like, yeah, I'll play that game with you. He hasn't played that game since I bought it for him. And that was like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, I've been... I've actually had Payday 2 for a while and still on my computer. I just have never actually started it. See, I have Payday 2. We could play Payday 2 together. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure Connor would love that yeah. if we all got together and robbed banks. I'm relatively okay at that game. Just don't invite any stupid friends to play with us. Well, we're all stupid, so well, you're shit out of luck at this point. Yeah, but I I was trying to help one of uh, Ricky's friends, actually, and he decided, no, uh, I want my friend to play with us. And I was like, I don't like your friends because they're all dumb. And so he brings her in, and I'm like, okay, everyone, just stay outside. I'm going to run to the bank, do some s- stuff, and, and we'll see what happens. And so I knock out the the manager. I get the manager on the ground. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I grab the key or the key card falls. And I had told his friend to stay outside multiple times. And so what she does is she picks up the key card and then runs up to the camera and stands right in front of the camera so we all get caught. What's <laughs> it? I'm like, okay, you screwed up my plan of getting the key card, and then you stole the key card, and you ran in the front of the camera and got caught. And then she was wondering why I was mad. Why are you mad? Well, because if if this was real life, I'd be in jail and getting raped in the butt right now, exactly. thanks to you. And I would I would be like perfect prison bitch, which is why I can't go to prison. Um. So that's really the only game I've been playing, other than uh, Adventure Capitalist, but that's not really a game. Wait, so it, Adventure Cap- is that like a clicking game? That's like... it's, it's just a clicking game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I played the cookie one, and I was pretty much done, you know, just... That's enough cookies. I think I, I got it. Uh, billions there was and the, billions of cookies? Yeah, there was the Steam monster thing which i did for a bit and like huh how novel and then quit yeah that was okay i i didn't really like it too much yeah. but it got us you know discounts on games so there was that at least there it, was, at least that? there was a goal rather than just get as many cookies or get yeah, as, m- as much monies um let's go into our stories so have you ever played xenogears xenosaga anything like that Never, and and I know nothing about it. Moving on. Good. Next story. <laughs> Good. Xenoblade Chronicles. So, apparently Xenoblade Chronicles is supposed to be in the same universe as Xenoblade, Xenosaga, or Xenogears, and Xenosaga. Uh, but Xenoblade Chronicles X is coming for the Wii U. Uh, it's supposed to be, I believe it's a 3DS game right now that's being up and everything to the Wii U. So it should be pretty, pretty decent, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, what the, what I'm talking about right now is that they have a special collector's edition. Comes with a 100-page art book, a tiny illustration, and it comes with the original soundtrack on it too. But on one of the sweetest-looking custom USBs, actually, yeah, it looks really cool. It's got like the blue glow and shit that yeah. I like. Oh yeah, it looks awesome. But I like I just like that they're putting it on a USB. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's. I mean, no beating around the bush if 
if you're going to spend that much money on Xenoblade Chronicles, you probably know how to, you know, get the music off the USB. Yeah, and and what are you going to do anyway? You're just going to rip it to your phone or something like that anyway. Pretty much, yeah. Might as well have a USB. I I don't know how big this USB drive is going to be. Well, if it's going by... If if everything I'm seeing on this picture you linked to me is scale, it's going to be actually pretty big. Like... A bit bigger than a regular one that I, I meant you'd be used to. Gig wise. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't. Hold on. I'm like, thinking I... maybe a gig. Maybe 512 megabytes. I'm trying to zoom in, but it's yeah. It won't it won't show? I don't think. Yeah. Well, probably not too much considering it. It's just gonna hold, like the music, and that's it. I'm I'm, I'm guessing it couldn't be more than a gig. Probably 512 megabytes, I'd imagine. Mm, probably. Uh, I'm trying to see if maybe that image has a size on it. But, uh, you know, there'll be a link to that in the description of this podcast. Open with... There. It is... It it doesn't say, I don't think. Anyway. Uh, yeah, there's it's a mech game. So... Looks pretty good. I'm gonna get. It. I believe it comes out in December or November. Is is a Xenosaga like a mech game too, or are those just set in the future? They're all mech games. Okay. Kind of. So, uh, Xenoblade or Xenogears, the original. Uh, you know, you're you have something. I forget what they're called, but yeah, you you basically get to go into mechs. So you either fight as a human or you know, if the boss is really big and powerful or you're, or it's like another mech, you jump into your mech and you can fight that boss. So the same thing with Xeno Saga is that they're called eggs or, but they call them eggs, but they're A G W S. Eggs. Yeah. Eggs. 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 So quick uh, jump at your eggs. Same thing with that. Uh, you know, each character eventually gets a, a mech that you can jump into and, and fight and stuff. So, uh, it's pretty fun. Those games I like. I'm still planning on trying to play through Xeno Saga before November. So, hopefully, I'll be able to do that. It's about a forty to fifty hour game. So, that's from everything I'm reading. It's about forty to fifty hours. So, uh, next one, something else you don't know about, but we can talk about Kickstarter a bit. Something I know a slightly a little bit yeah. about, a, a bit more than Z- the Xeno whatever franchise Zeno. that we were just talking about. Yeah, I've forgotten it already. What were we doing? <laughs> Divinity Original Sin 2 Kickstarter has been funded in half a day. Yeah. Um, the goal was $500,000, and it got $750,000 within half a day now. Divinity Original Sin is kind of a throwback to, like, the original Baldur's Gates games. Yeah, I, I see. It's like an isometric dungeon crawler, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Not really a dungeon crawler, but, like, an isometric RPG. So it's not, you know, you're not necessarily going into dungeons like in Diablo. But, you know, it, it actually, it wants you to do role-playing, too. So, um... It's actually more of a multiplayer game too, from the 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 first one was, 
because you can have more than one person in a party that, you know, multiplayer online and everything. And when you go up to make a decision on what to do to someone, like either to go the good way or the bad way, kind of like Tor, I think it rolls a dice and sees who wins. And uh, you can either, you know, slaughter someone or be nice to them. Is it like Tor in that while you're looking at your choices, people will skip the cutscene and yell at you to hurry up? Because uh, that's happened to me. <laughs> probably, I would imagine. Uh, but but I don't know because I never got to play with that with that with anyone. So I played it by myself. I played it with people who weren't friends, and I regret that because like this is the first time I'm seeing this. Hurry up and make a choice. Skip the scene. Shh, fuck you. See, that's why I like playing uh, MMOs with friends and stuff. Yeah. I I only play MMOs with my friends anymore at this point. Well, it makes sense to, at some point, you know, want to skip the cutscenes because you've probably seen it a thousand times. Yeah. yeah well, Tor was forgiving in this case because, like, if you played by yourself, you at least had a party member to come along and help you. So it wasn't overly punishing. Right. And, and you get multiple party members in Divinity. But when I was playing it, you have two characters, at least at the beginning. And you, the both the characters would be deciding on what they wanted to do. And so I would kind of feel obligated to choose one way and then choose the other way with the other character just to create conflict. So having multiplayer would be nice. So that way I didn't have to create conflict. It would already be there. Like a family reunion. Yeah, pretty <laughs> Or an awkward dinner at at uh, an Applebee's or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, those are always fun. I've had a couple very awkward dates. Those are those are always good. Um, so what's your opinion on Kickstarter? Um, it depends. Um, Kickstarter seems to have uh, about the same risk as as an investor would have in a video game, but it leaves a lot of creative freedom to to the developers that being said some developers take advantage of this um they take an extra long time don't deliver um i'm i i have an easier time remembering the the huge successes than the horrible failures like like for example shovel knight has has been a huge has been a huge hit the shadow run series as popular, if you've been on Steam or the Xbox uh, Store or or PSN, you, you've seen games that that were on Kickstarter and are now in high demand. But then, but then you get games like Star Citizen, which looks great, but could possibly be not coming out until we're all very old. Well, you have to think about Star Citizen though, and I've been reading a lot about that. You know, it's been in development for like two and a half, three years. Yeah, so not very long. And, like, Destiny was created in five years. So, you know, I I say, you know, there's people calling shenanigans on that, basically saying that it's it's got creep where, or it's, what, it's feature creep, and that it won't be delivered on time or anything. But, yeah. you know, I, I'd say in five years is a pretty decent goal for a game of that size. Yeah, like... So... 2016 2017 release date i'm not gonna i'm gonna think that it's a success at that point yeah 
Um, what you're probably thinking of is is there was a board game that was being made where the guy was given, I think, $200,000. And he's like, oh, yeah, that I, I didn't make it. I stopped. I stopped. I'm taking the money. Goodbye. See ya. Did you listen to my podcast last week? Uh, I... I'm going to say no. I'm not going to bullshit you, Reed. Okay, okay. I didn't listen at all. No, no, that's Sorry. okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, last week we talked about a, a thing that my friend's trying to kickstart. Um, oh, really? What's yeah. his project? So, uh, and I'll run this by you. And so Aroa thought it was a decent idea. Are you a photographer at all? No. Okay, good. I don't, I'm not either. So he's a photographer. His idea is this. He wants to have a lens cap. Um that has an insert in it and what the insert would be would be a place for additional storage so you could basically pop open your lens cap and have a little insert in there with like an sd card or a compact flash and that way in case you you know take your camera out you either run out of space on the sd card or compact flash that you have in there you'll have you'll always have a spare or if you happen to leave your SD card in your computer and you just head out with your camera, you'll at least have a spare memory card there with you. I I can kind of see how, how that would how that would be useful. I mean, I I've never photographed much, but but yeah, uh, is his project doing well or has he started it? I don't. So he did it, and it failed. Oh. It, he got six thousand out of his twenty thousand dollars he requested. That's mm-hmm. not too bad. Figuring he didn't really have any marketing. Yeah, at, yeah. At that point, it's a matter of did you market your stuff well enough? No, that's that's my that's what I saw was his problem because he told me about. It. I'm like, you didn't really go to any tech blogs and and talk about your like basically spam them, be like, hey, can you write up a thing about my Kickstarter, anything like that. He didn't go to any tech tech blogs and do that. He didn't have, you know, anyone helping him do any marketing. He wasn't trying to get in magazines or anything like that. So I think that if he would have had better marketing and basically went to a bunch of tech blogs and kind of hoard out his product, uh, he might have been able to to match his Kickstarter, which I think was either twenty or twenty five grand. So, um. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to convince him to start it up again, and I would be his marketing guy, and then from there, you know, I would get part of the profits. Also, did you know that uh, Star Citizen has raised $84 million so far? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I just read that. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and Derek Smartik's threatening to sue them. How... For what reason? Just because. Just because su- he likes. Right. From what I understand, Derek Smart likes suing people. Um, he is. He is. You know, it was funny how it started off, and we're kind of diverging. But it was funny how it started off. Derek Smart wrote a like a five thousand word essay on why he thought Star Citizen was going to fail, and he brought up some some good points. He brought up some points of, you know, like, you know, there's too many features. Um, I don't think that it's going to be released the way that they say it's going to be. Like, the, the game's not going to be as big or massive as they say it's going to be. You know, which are decent points. Um, 
and then you know it costs this much money like 150 million dollars to make a game of this scale and they only have 84 million dollars um and then it just went into it started going downhill after that like he did another one where because they ended up kicking him off the star citizen forums after he like requested a refund Mm. and he started talking about how he was an internet warlord oh (laughs) internet Uh, warlord yes i'm he's he said um that's where that came from that's where that came from (laughs) he called himself an internet warlord and it it was um it was very entertaining and i had I had a row. We it was on the podcast. I had a row read that statement as Turl from Battlefield Earth. I'm an Internet Warrior, Internet Warlord, Warlord, Internet Warlord. And he was talking about how he was a hardcore, hardcore Internet Warlord since before most of these people were um, out of diapers and stuff like that. And it's just like if you're making in, if you're trying to make any sort of point. Calling yourself an internet warlord is a way to lose all credibility. You'd get about as much respect as if you said all that stuff and then backed up by saying, and I am a great and powerful wizard and you should listen to me. I'm a level 20 wizard. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to Star Citizen. I like Kickstarter most of the time. I've supported two projects on Kickstarter. uh, Shadowrun. And Shenmue. I supported uh, the first Shadowrun, Shadowrun Hong Kong. Um, I think I so some tabletop games. I supported Ukulele, which is another one that funded really, really fast. Um, I didn't I didn't do Star Citizen because I wasn't because I, I I was wary about its release. I didn't first. have a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before I had, you know, income. Yeah, which, which really, like, a lot of people have have put different camps for people who like Star Citizen, people who like Elite Dangerous, because they're sort of dueling games. Which, which leads me to ask you, which one would you prefer? Would you prefer to back a game that comes out on time but adds a lot of its promised features as it goes, or would you rather wait a super long time for like a completely finished game? Um, having played Elite Dangerous and having gotten really bored with it really fast, I would go with Star Citizen, to be honest, because, you know, I, I I don't know if it was just the way I was wanting to play or that nobody else wanted to play with me, but Star Citizen has a lot of things that I'm looking forward to. It has, um, a lot more social stuff. It has an FPS module, which is going to be nice to have you know being able to land your ship and start shooting things um hopefully the mining is going to be decent the mining in elite dangerous at least when it released was pretty awful and i haven't played since they upgraded the mining system so i can't talk about i can't say whether it's good or not now but when it released it wasn't that great and you didn't make very much money from mining so yeah it's better to just kill stuff yeah, I I had a couple of friends that said the game was really cool looking and and 
was fun to play and very simulatory, but it needed filling out, essentially. It, exactly. And Star Citizen looks to have a lot of the things I wanted to have from a Star Trek game. And so when they released Star Trek online, I was hoping, oh yeah, we should have, you know, four or five people on the ship doing everything, you know, an engineer and a pilot and everything. And that's what they're going to have in Star Citizen. You can have a multi-man ship for when you do runs. You can have somebody being an engineer and somebody being a pilot and another person, you know, doing other stuff. So that will be pretty nice. You can have people on turrets as well. So, you know, I can be like, yeah, I got one. And you can be like, don't get cocky, kid. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, in Elite Dangerous, the I think the Anaconda is the biggest ship, and it's really huge. Except you look in the cockpit, and you're the only one flying this huge ship. And you look around; it's just you. When you you get the feeling that eventually they'll add things for multiple players in one ship or a crew or something, but they're still far away from it. Yeah, and so I, I think I'm gonna like. Hopefully, if Star Citizen's the way that they say it's going to be and they do have multi-man ships and an fps module that works um hopefully it'll be something that i like more than elite dangerous because i kind of got really bored with elite dangerous i i i, I was weird i don't want to go and to get fights all the time sometimes i just want to go and mine stuff sometimes i just want to go out and like find an asteroid and mine it with my lasers sometimes i just want to be a space trucker yeah, um, like in Final Fantasy XI, what I would do is, the last time I played, you know, I would just sit there and fish until I was done for like a couple hours. I'd just sit there, talk to people, and fish. And surprisingly, people watched me stream that. I don't know why, but I had like 15 people in there when I was leveling up Enhancing Magic. <laughs> I don't know why. I was just sitting outside town leveling up my enhancing magic so i like doing mundane things in games sometimes because it kind of i i don't want to just go around and kill things and elite dangerous you could do that but then you go back and you're like i should make so much money and they're like here's 27 dollars like, oh thanks keep uh keep leveling up that that skill just good job Pretty much. Real good job. You don't really level up that skill in, in Elite Dangerous. You just you don't really level up skills, you just upgrade your ship. Pretty much. Yeah. Um so do you do you see yourself kickstarting any projects in the future? It depends. I mean I wish I could find more because it seems like the ones that I would have kickstarted seem to slip by me. Like I'm not sure if there's a good place to find or, or, or like a good Twitter feed or Google Plus group to find good games that are funding. But honestly, I do more if I could, because there's a lot of, of good ones that have come out that I missed, like like getting a piece of and getting some sort of bonus from. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I, I did Shenmue. You, you didn't do Shenmue at all? No, no, I've I, I've. People freaked out when that was announced for Kickstarter, but I, I have no vest, vested interest in Shenmue 3. See, I'm really excited for it. I I, sh I kickstarted that that day. I was like, yeah. I, I never had a Dreamcast. My family went from like 
NES to N64 to GameCube. We've yeah. never owned anything that wasn't Nintendo until uh, until I got an Xbox 360. See, and the uh, Shenmue 2 was for the Xbox One, the original Xbox. Well, I, well, I don't have an Xbox One right now. I just have computer. No, no, computer yeah, the the original Xbox. Oh, they ported it. Yeah, so oh, I didn't know that. Um, Shenmue Two was released for the Dreamcast in Japan and Europe, but it was not released in the United States because the Dreamcast died. And so, Microsoft was like, "Well, we want Japanese fans for this." xbox console thing that we have and so they ported um shenmue 2 over to the xbox and i believe it has backwards capability so so you can play it on the xbox 360 just uh if in case you're interested in trying out shenmue 2 um let's talk about our last topic and this is something you know a lot about you you know a lot about penises right and cyborgs, yes, I know a lot about both of those. So, um, let's see. How am I going to start this? There is a guy. Uh, I'll just read some of this. Uh, there was a, a resident of Scotland, Mohammed Abad. He was six years old. He was involved in a horrific car accident. He was struck by a vehicle and then dragged nearly six hundred feet, tearing his penis and left testicle clean off. That's bad. Sounds bad. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I wouldn't want that to happen to me. So, thanks to advances in modern medicine and a dedicated team at the University of London, Abad will soon have a bionic penis. Yeah, and um, now the question is, can he feel sensations through it? Because That's what I was wondering, and I'm going to imagine, possibly, I'm going to imagine that the penis wasn't cleanly like it wasn't all the way cut off depressingly um although he does have this and then his family must be glad i can't imagine they'd be able to hook up some sort of sensation thing to that stump just because like the nerves in that part of your body are very sensitive Mm -hmm. and specialized like it sounds ridiculously difficult to to do that with today's technology well half of your penis is inside your body right okay so, like, yes, the outside part was, was taken off, but then there's still, like, the the few inches that are inside the body. Oh. I'm, anyway. I'm talking science here. Yeah, science. <laughs> science. Penis anyway. science. Anyway, moving um, on. The so It says here that they've spent years cultivating a new 8-inch replacement out of skin grafts, and, it, and that the thing becomes erect by pumping fluid into it. Yep, it comes mechanic. It comes. Uh, it says becomes erect by mechanically pumping fluid into it, and there's a button that's where his left testicle used to be, and he presses the button, and it makes his penis erect. And um, that theoretically, be- because of the way it's hooked up, he should be able to um, start a family with it if he wants yeah. to. So, yeah. so he could have sex and ejaculate and have a family if he and, wanted and to. yeah he, he can start a family but think of all the things he can do at parties now it's personally true. it's true and then he could always make his woman happy because he has a button to make it hard he won't ever you know go soft ra- randomly 
Do you want the penis on or off? But yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you know what my favorite part about this is? They spent three years making it eight inches. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> like, like he's like, is that erect or or does or does it do like a whoop and it's it's up and it doesn't change size. It just sort of tenses up with liquid. You know, I haven't really, I I didn't really think about that. Um, I would imagine that. I don't know. I honestly to, don't know. To confirm this, I'm going to have to go back and start reading Ghost in the Shell fan fiction just so I can see the options that this man obviously has now. Right, but but. So the average male penis is five inches. Okay. So they made it almost twice average size. Well, yeah, they're doctors. They help people. <laughs> That's true. Um, so now, here's a question. If this happened to your penis, God forbid, uh, would you go with this surgery? Um, Depends on what level of insurance I have. If I have pretty good insurance and it's covered yeah if not i'll just get like a i don't know, like a daikamura and just start going that route <laughs> just and it just become incredibly sad yeah i would i would probably be very sad if this happened but i would i i'd be like yeah why not like make me have a mechanical penis it sounds like an awesome yeah. idea sure thing um all right now here's the thing it mentions that this marks the first it's quote this marks the first time that such a device has been successfully implanted however in march a 21 year old south african man received the world's first penal transplant which leads me to the question if you lost your penis which would which one would you rather have would you rather have a cybernetic prosthesis replacement that could potentially have no feeling to it or would you want to receive some other dude's penis that might have feeling but whenever you touch it you're basically giving some other dude a hand job <laughs> what I, I i mean we don't know necessarily if he can feel yeah well, with the new penis i would imagine he has some feeling for this thought experiment let's just pretend it, it doesn't okay um yeah i i I would be okay as long as it was really big. Well, I mean, I guess you can't guarantee it with with the donor, but with the cyborg penis, yes, you you can make it as long as you want. That's true. I could have an eight-inch penis. However, it will take at least three years to make, whereas That's the true. transplant one you can get immediately. That's true. I should, I could just go chop off some guy's penis. I mean, well, just any guy's penis. I mean, that's true. Um, and I'm, I'm presuming they do tests to make sure it doesn't have herpes or anything. Oh, I, I assume I will. Well, if you have herpes, would it matter? <laughs> no, not if I had herpes, but if like that guy had herpes and I didn't have herpes, which I don't, I don't have herpes. Um, we are doctors. We know science. We need to prevent cross herpification. Yeah. Um, I always said that if I like lost my hand, cause they do, they do hand transplants too. Yeah, uh, I would want like some. Ch- I want like the Big Show's hand. What like like one like the Big Show, or you want to carve off Big Show's hand and put it on your stomach? I I, just, I want like I want a hand that's like abnormally sized for my body, so I want it to be like twice the size of my normal hand. What what's that when when you put up your hand to to do like a high five? People will like feel completely insecure about it, like. 
I I can't give this guy a high five to his giant to, to, giant to his giant hand. He'll he'll be so disappointed. Yes, I would be very disappointed. What body part would you want to have? A, what would you want to have any part of your body be bionic? Any part of my body? Yeah. Well, being bionic, would it be better or would it just be comparable to the regular part? Let's say better. Like, like if you could, if you could go into Deus Ex and replace any part of your body, what would you want to replace? That's a good question. Um, I'd have to go with uh, my kidneys, actually. Why your kidneys? Well, because uh. Well, a uh, then then I I never get any sort of kidney stones or bladder infection, presumably. This is true. And I guess when you well, I guess when you're standing up for, for a while, you could I suppose mentally control the cybernetic kidneys to like basically ignore the sensation of having to pee for at least a, a little bit. You just have to remember to turn that back on. That's true. See, I would want my eyes replaced. Because my eyesight is terrible. Yeah, but then, like, well, I, I guess this applies to regular eyes, too, but I, I can't imagine, like, cybernetic eyes being super, like, durable, though. I mean, since it's very sensitive, e like, equipment. Yeah, but, I mean, kidneys aren't very durable, I guess. Well, I mean, they're, well, well kidneys are inside your body, like, like, people, like, poke their eyes and get stuff in them all the time. That's true. I I would honestly... I would want eyesight because my eyes are terrible. I can't even get laser eye surgery. That's how bad my eyesight is. I've gone in and they're like, well, we could fix the, fix the astigmatism in your right eye, and that's it. Or in your left eye, that's it. They could fix the astigmatism in my left eye. And then you wake up and, and they've made an error of paperwork and, and there's a some dude's penis grafted to your eye socket. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Something what am I... went, something went horribly wrong. Or right, depending on who, on the, who you ask. It's true. Um, that that kind of reminds me of like, there's a lot of people who have gone into doctors, like surgeons and stuff, and they have to like write on their on their leg, like not this leg, because the surgeon is stupid and gets left and right mixed up. <laughs> And so they'll like wake up and be like they cut off the wrong leg. This is the third time it's happened. Um. So, yeah, that's. So now that we've done our own little version of uh, some sort of like weird drinking conversation. Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, what part of your body would you want to have be bionic? Send us that uh, body part in yeah. an envelope to a Reeton's house, which we will totally provide the address for. Yes. Let me go find uh, the White House's address real quick. <laughs> so, uh, oh, wait. I, I think I remembered it from you know grade school. Send Obama your body parts. Yes. Um, no, but mention in the comments, if you had to have one of your body parts get replaced with a functionally bionic body part which part would you want it to be do you want a bionic penis that you could keep erect for hours uh do you want new hands or legs or eyes or teeth bionic teeth i guess 
would you put your brain in a robot body? <laughs> yes, probably. I probably would. Oh. Right after dementia started, I'd want it right in there. Crazy old robot walking around. Crazy old robot man. Old man robot. He's immortal, but still senile. It's 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 sad, really. Yes. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think we've hit on all, all the stuff we wanted to talk about today. Okay, good, good. Um, so, yeah, that's been episode 18. Uh, we're going to keep trying to have it every week. Uh, th- th- it actually recorded this time, so I'll be able to put, put it up. That's good. Are you sure? Yes, I'm going to be able to get it up. You're positive. I'm just going to press the button and it'll get right up. Okay, but just just don't just don't control Z. That's that's bad. Just don't do that. Okay. Just try not to do that. Resist the urge to press those two keys at once. Okay. So thank you for being the only person here, Sean. Oh no problem. It was fun talking to you today. Yeah, and uh, so let me whore myself real quick. <clears throat> All right, and so you can follow me on Twitch at www.twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. You can go to my website, www.reetonentertainment.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Reeton, and you can follow me on Hitbox at Reeton Abdul on Hitbox. You can also look me up on YouTube. My name is, of course, Reeton on there, and I believe that's everything. You can also purchase the song that opens up this, this podcast every week, and that link will be below it's the Bandcamp link and uh you can buy it for as little as a dollar which is what i bought it for i believe so uh and did you have any hoarding you want to do sean yes you can follow me at amori on twitter at e-m-m-o-r-i i also do a podcast called internet treehouse that usually comes out every two weeks this week however has been delayed one week because of my moves so you can catch the next episode on monday we'll be talking about dbz dragon ball z yep and oh Speaking of which, have you been watching the new one? Yes, I have. Um, it's been kind of underwhelming, but uh, I will get to that on my show. It's uh, the the first episodes of Dragon Ball Super are basically the prologue to Battle of Z, but real, but done real slow with filler. Right. Oh, and also, if you want to, you can go to um, my store. If you go to ReetonEntertainment.com and go to my store link, it'll take you up and you can buy either a wallet you can buy a couple of mugs, um, there's a shirt, and something else that I'm selling on there. And you can buy it with my logo on it and give me 5% of the proceeds. Woo. Dude, I wasn't done plugging. That's so rude. Oh, I'm sorry. You can go whore yourself some more. Anyway, Internet Treehouse can be found on SoundCloud. Just search for Internet Treehouse or Sean Illingworth. Uh, and you can also also listen to it on Reeton's site. Yeah, that's ReetonEntertainment.com, isn't it? That's that's ReetonEntertainment.com. Yeah. The home of Reeton Entertainment. Yeah. And mugs and shirts and shit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, the, I have a mug. I have a Reeton Entertainment mug, and it looks amazing. It was way too expensive, but it looks amazing. You should send me one. I've, I've been on, like, two podcasts. How many podcasts do I have to be on for you to send me a mug? I haven't sent Oroa a mug yet. I, sent, I did send Connor a wallet. Oh, shit. Yeah. I guess I'd better hold off on drinking coffee for a while. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.